Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 78% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Aaron Mosher, who was employee number one at Profit First Professionals and is still the longest tenured Profit First Professional employee, she's a guide who works one-on-one with accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches on their Profit First certifications And Aaron is the one who coined the adage, when in doubt, add an account. So that is the theme, the topic, the subject of today's episode, when in doubt, add an account. The core accounts in Profit First are obviously the ideal place to start. And it's okay if you just have the five basic accounts of your income account, profit account, owner's pay account, tax account, and operating expense at your primary bank. Then, of course, you have your inconvenient bank where you have your profit hold and tax hold accounts. We also have talked about this, but you have your vault account at your inconvenient bank. This is an additional advanced profit first account. So you could add a vault account at your inconvenient bank. And our vault account is where we have three months of operating expenses, also referred to as a rainy day fund. To build your vault account, you will need to set up certain rules for its use. And what we mean by that is that when you have a situation so dire that you need to access this money, you will have instructions written in advance on how to proceed. Maybe you guys didn't have last year um, the pandemic as a reason for pulling and accessing your vault account, but that is a perfect example of The importance, number one, of having a vault account, um, having that cash on hand to get you through a rainy day, a pandemic, a client maybe declaring bankruptcy um, when they owe you money. That is why you have the vault account. So for example, if the money is pulled due to a drop in sales, you will pre-plan that uh, besides just trying to get more sales. You will also need to cut all the related costs in your business within two months if things haven't improved. So if you're pulling money from your vault account because sales have dropped, you've got other things to fix as well. And so you need to address that and make that happen and then reduce expenses so that you can you know, essentially start rebuilding um, and, and spending less so you can rebuild 
that vault account and bounce back quickly. Now, remember, money is 10% logic and 90% emotional. And so few people have the discipline to think clearly or act appropriately in times of panic. And that is why you will need to document a simple set of instructions for yourself and obviously do it now well in advance of the need so that you can just follow the process, follow the rules so that you're not acting more on emotion. You've already documented it. So you're following the logic and the logic is right in front of you. But you got to get the logic on a piece of paper. You need to have instructions for yourself on, on how and when you will use that money and then how you will then replenish that money. And the reasons also too as to why you need that money and how you can avoid um, having those instances happen in the future. Sometimes a rainy day, a storm happens and it comes out of nowhere. Again, you know, a client could declare bankruptcy on you and then you're kind of screwed. Um, It happened to me in my first business. Service Merchandise was my client, huge company. And uh, we had just started working with them. They were our first client. They were our largest client. And like, I think it was the third month of being um, a new business and having them as a client, they declared bankruptcy. And it just shook my world for sure and caused a lot of of panic and concern uh, because basically, you know, there was a freeze on um, them paying anything as a started to work through the bankruptcy court proceedings. But then there was also the, the I guess you could say, threat, which valid threat, that the court could claw back the money that they had already paid to us in the months prior. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen. But again, you know, and I'm not saying you need to prepare for a client declaring bankruptcy, but if you have that rainy day fund, if you have that money in that vault account, then you're set, all right? So again, the reason why you have those rules is business dynamics may not improve, but goal of your vault account is really not to buy time. The goal of the vault account, again, is not to buy time, all right? It may afford some time to address unexpected challenges, but it really is about forcing important decisions early so that your business doesn't go into a true cash crisis where you're operating in that painful check-to-check realm. So your vault account is the additional advanced profit-first account that you will have at your inconvenient bank. Now, the beauty of profit-first as your cash management system is that it allows you to see where your money is being allocated to, how it's being spent. And as your business grows and more cash is coming in in terms of sales, and therefore your obligations for cost of goods, subcontractors, marketing, payroll, et cetera, get higher, it could easily get out of control in some of those categories I just mentioned. When they're all lumped into a single operating expense account, you might not have the visibility that you need. So your operating expense account is the number one area to break apart into sub-accounts in advanced profit first so that you get more clarity on exactly where your cash is going and how it is being spent. So here are 11 accounts that you should consider adding one, two, or three of to your profit-first cash management system and specific to your business needs. 
You don't need all 11 because all 11 won't apply and you're not limited to the ones that we're going to run through. You have totally got this, my entrepreneurial friend. You do not need permission to add an account. Remember, when in doubt, add an account. You know, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, but I've heard some crazy accounts, but it works for that business when they've added an account and named it such. Um, So you own your financials. You own the accounts that you want to add to your business. And so if you have a business need that you are needing more clarity around that expense, that spending, then it sounds like you're in doubt. So it's time to add an account for that. So now let's run through this list of 11 of, let's just say, the most common accounts uh, that you could add in leveling it up into advanced profit-first strategies. So the first account is the stocking account. This is an account for big purchases and to fund the stocking of your inventory. So for example, um, let's use the example in the book, Profit First. You have a roof decking company and each project you furnish materials on require about $150 in nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts manufacturer you procure these nuts and bolts from requires a minimum order of $5,000. And you only need about $6,000 in their product to support 12 months of sales to your customers. So you would set up a stocking account. And if you allocate on the 10th and 25th, you have 24 allocations per year. You need $6,000 total in your stocking account to make your annual procurement purchase So when you take 6,000 divided by the 24 allocation days, you will need to allocate $250 per allocation to your stocking account. Now, this is technically a sub-account of operating expenses. So you allocate a fixed amount. You're allocating $250, not a percentage. You already allocated to a degree as a percentage to operating expenses And now it's kind of like a prepaying a bill or prefunding the account by then transferring the $250 per allocation from your operating expense account or your materials um, account to your stocking account, all right? So then we have the second account um, opportunity, which would be the pass-through account. Some businesses receive income from customers that is not to be allocated for profit or owner's comp. Sometimes you may provide a service or a product to your customer at cost or near cost, and other times you may be reimbursed for costs outright. For example, when I travel uh, for speaking engagements, I get reimbursed for my travel costs. That income is not allocated to cover payroll or owner's pay or added to my profit account. It's a pass-through, and it goes directly into this account and then off to the corresponding vendor to pay the bill. If I've paid the bill in advance, the money is deposited into the pass-through account and then transferred on my allocation day to the OPEX account from which I paid the initial bill. So, you know, these, these advanced accounts, you know, you can, we're giving you like a generic title but you can nickname them whatever you want. Um, so for me, this reimbursement account for travel expenses is literally called travel reimbursement. 
And because you don't want this money hitting your income account, you set up this account as a checking account and deposit the reimbursement money right into it. And you don't want it going to your income account. All right. So when I get a travel reimbursement check, it does not go into the income account because that's where I do allocations from. This money goes directly into the travel reimbursement account. It's a pass-through account. The third account to consider would be the materials account. If most of your revenue, as you figured out in the instant assessment, falls into top-line revenue and does not flow through to real revenue, then most of your income is pass-through revenue and the core of your business is basically the management of that pass-through. So if this is the case, set up a materials account for the money that is allocated specifically for the purchase of materials, or you could call it cost of goods sold. Do not allocate it for anything else ever. If for some reason there is money left over at the end of the quarter, in other words, you had a larger profit margin than you expected, move that balance to your income account and make the allocations accordingly. The materials account functions in the same way, essentially, as the pass-through account does, but it is broken out separately so that you know its exclusive purpose is for materials or cost of goods sold that you add a markup to. The fourth account is the subcontractor slash commission accounts. If your business does not purchase materials but uses contractors or people paid on commission instead, then you're going to set up a contractor's and or a commission's accounts to allocate the funds to pay these people. Treat it just like the materials account, but apply it to the contractors and commission-based team members. In the case where you both purchase materials and use contractors, use both a materials and a contractor's account. So in our construction material supply business, obviously we sell construction materials. So we take out that materials cost. And then uh, we also have salespeople who are paid on commission. And that is a fixed amount that has to be paid. So that is deducted before we calculate what the real revenue is. And the real revenue then um, is what's in the income account that we do our allocation percentages off of. And remember, of course, we have a visual recap for this. So this is illustrated in the visual recap. It's a little bit hard to explain, but a picture um, is worth a thousand words. So make sure that you, number one, access our resources by going to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources. When you opt in to our resources or when you access our resources for the first time, you will have the ability to opt in to receive a text message of our resource for each episode as each episode comes out on a Thursday. So um, what's great about that is if you already are opting into our resources, then you already have access and you can kind of follow along with that visual recap while the podcast is going on. So then we are um, just short of being halfway there. Um, the number five account is the employee payroll account. Now, employee pay is relatively predictable. Full-timers are typically on salary, and part-timers, for the most part, work an average number of hours per week. 
This means that you can look at the cumulative gross pay for your employees plus the payroll taxes you'll incur and allocate funds from your income account to the employee payroll account on your allocation days. If you use a payroll service, then you can set them up to pull uh, the payroll directly from this account. We don't want them to be pulling it from the operating expense account. You kind of want to just make sure that the that the money that you're allocating is, is just enough um, of what you need for them to pull out of. Now, remember, you still allocate to owner's pay if you're using a payroll account. You just do a secondary transfer from the owner's pay to the payroll account because you're getting paid you know, for, by the payroll service and the payroll service is only gonna pull the money from one account. So if you have the payroll account in advanced profit first, you still allocate to owner's pay and then you do a secondary transfer from owner's pay to the payroll account. Account number six is an equipment account. Similar to your stocking account, this account is for big purchases you may need to make further down the road, such as new computers or a high-end 3D printer, a forklift, Estimate how much you might have to spend on future equipment purchases and divide it by the number of months you have to save up for it. Divide that number by two or the number of allocations. So if you're doing the 10th and 25th, that's um, two allocations per month, or you can divide it by 26 if you're allocating every other week. And then you will have enough money for that big purchase. The seventh account is the marketing account. You know, a lot of you spend a lot of money on marketing, and we know that we are looking for a 6x to 10x return on our marketing spend. And so it's if you're spending a lot on marketing, it's really important to isolate this expense and create a marketing sub-account. Um, here's a perfect example I recently um, worked with someone in the UK and, you know, based off their instant assessment, they had $192,000 in operating expenses. It was, you know, one of those cases where it was essentially, you know, 99% of their uh, real revenue. But when we dug into it further, out of that $192,000 in operating expenses, $144,000 thousand was marketing expenses. 75% of what was in OpEx was marketing and only 48,000 was really true operating expenses. So really important. And and then and then when we took that figure of 144 and then went against, you know, how it was impacting sales, it was not producing a 6x to 10x return. So um, and obviously Something has to be cut in order for um, the allocations to to increase uh, in their reaching their target allocation percentages if 99% of their instant assessment was going towards operating expenses. So by focusing on that marketing um, and isolating that, that's obviously going to have the biggest impact on this individual hitting their target allocation percentages and starting to you know, reduce those expenses so that they can be allocating a higher percentage to profit, owner's pay, and tax. The number eight account to consider is a DRIP account. 
This account is for retainers, advanced payments, and prepayment on work your company will complete over a long period of time and for which you have yet to expend any resources on. So let's say you get a big project and you receive $120,000 from the client upfront for work you will complete every month over the period of a year. That means each month you will really be earning $10,000. So when you get that check, put the $120,000 into the drip account and then automatically transfer $10,000 to the income account every month, or better yet, $5,000 if you're allocating twice a month on the 10th and 25th. And you don't touch any of the remaining balance in the drip account. You only make allocations when you drip a portion of the funds and in this case, the $10,000 each month or $5,000 each allocation into the income account. The DRIP account helps you really manage true cash flow of earned money so that you can manage your expenses and costs sort of in real time. And the labor that you're doing the work for is allocated and paid monthly. The number nine account is the petty cash account. So set up a bank account and get a debit card for petty cash purchases, such as client lunches, then allocate a regular dollar amount from your operating expenses account to petty cash. So I allocate $200 every allocation to our petty cash account, and uh, we have debit cards tied to that petty cash account for myself and a few employees. And the funds cover gifts, lunches, and other small purchases. And it helps, obviously, keep you on a nice, tight budget. The number 10 account is the prepayment account. And we have um, also discussed this in prior episodes regarding operating expense savings and how to reduce operating expense costs. So you can save a considerable amount of money by prepaying for services. Um, Car insurance costs less when you pay for six months rather than monthly. And some services will give you deeper discounts if you pay for an entire year in advance, especially subscription services. So set up an account specifically to set aside funds for prepayments so you can take advantage of those deals when they are available. If the discount is not offered to you and you have enough money to cover several months or a year's worth of services, offer to pay it up front for a discount. You can always ask for a discount. Uh, Most businesses will happily comply and, and offer something. So in our business, for example, our general liability Um, insurance is a doozy of a bill um, annually because it's based off of our gross sales and such. And so I am having to forecast ahead uh, what I think our sales are going to be for the next year because we pay the general liability policy ahead of that year starting. And so based off of that, I'm allocating to a general liability insurance account so that uh, we have enough money to pay that um, premium in advance or, you know, at, at the start of the premium year. And we are saving a significant amount of money by doing that prepayment upfront and having that dedicated general liability account. And I've isolated that general liability account 
because, as I said, it correlates to what our projected sales are going to be in the upcoming year. And number 11, we have made it through the list, is the sales tax account. If your business collects sales tax, every single penny of the sales tax you collect is immediately allocated to this sales tax account. For example, if you sell something for $100 and the sales tax is 5%, I don't know what planet you live on, but you will deposit $105 into your deposit account and then you will transfer immediately that $5 into your sales tax account. Then you do your profit first allocations with the remaining $100. So when you do have sales involving sales tax, either at the end of the day or on your allocation day, you want to allocate and get that sales tax money sort of peeled away from from what you've collected and moved into that sales tax account. So for us, what we do, um, since 99% of our sales are taxable, is we deposit into an accounts payable account. And from there, we know what sales tax was collected in that and we, with every every day of deposits, um, we immediately transfer that sales tax collected into our sales tax account. We then transfer the margin on those sales into our income account. And then that income account just grows for two weeks because we allocate every other week. And then we do our allocations off of that. Um, I mentioned we allocate it into an AP account. So I guess this is a bonus 12th account. Um, We have an AP account, and so then we pay the manufacturers um, for the cost of goods directly out of that AP account, so that is how we cover our materials cost. Well, I guess it's not really a bonus account because we do have a separate materials account for doing materials and such, but now I'm getting way too in the weeds. Um, Anyways, so that is a wrap on today's episode. Remember... We make this really easy to follow. So if you have not um, accessed our resources, go to ProfitFirstNation.com, click on resources, make sure that you provide your cell phone number, and then you'll get that weekly text with a link that gives you direct access to this week's uh, resource. And please, please, please remember and know that there are bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches in this world with a heart of a teacher ready to serve you and your business with their certified Profit First knowledge, skills, and experience. Just visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 